Welcome to Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Thoughts in the Car, where real decision-making happens. Welcome to Thoughts in the Car. I am your host, Janice Elliott Howard. Today's topic is... The buckets for layoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you heard me correctly. It's the buckets for layoffs. Because people don't seem to understand why uh, companies are suddenly um, letting people go. You know, in January of 2024, more than 20,000 people have been laid off in the tech industry alone. Tens of thousands of folks across other sectors, from startups to mid-sized companies, are experiencing the same fate. You know, and for some workers, it's it's totally unexpected, while others knew it was only going to be a matter of time. Cuts will continue throughout the first quarter of 2024. And the the cuts are happening... Yes, you know, we know inflation is down. Um, we know the um, natural rhythm of in, uh, unemployment is still considered to be down. Um, and we know the gross domestic product, which is the, the uh, value for goods and services, um, minus, sold minus the value of the uh, goods or services to produce such products and services. Um, it's still up. It's up. It's up for 2023 um, at 6.93%, if I'm not mistaken. So the economy is moving in the, the right direction and people are spending money. Although selectively, people are still spending on a regular and daily basis. Now, are prices coming down? Well, Maybe in terms of food, they're coming down just a, just a tad, but they're not they're not the prices of 2020 and 2021 anymore. And I don't think we're ever going to see those prices again. You know, rents are through the roof. You know, um, once upon a time, um, the housing market was in such a boom because corporations were buying. Uh, single-family homes. They were getting into the old landlord game. So that kind of made buying a home out of reach for people who actually have decent incomes, for people who actually have family units that combined do well into six figures, still, still outpricing them for a home. So that's, you know, it's about corporate greed. Because let's face it, the reason for the cutbacks is because all companies have a duty 
and responsibility to make sure that their shareholders have an, a decent ROI, which is return on investment. And if I'm not mistaken, over the last oh, 10, 20 years or so, the average ROI expectation is 10%. So if you put a million bucks in, you want to see at least $100,000 per year return. You know, I'm just I'm just doing a, a rough rough guesstimate just so you can picture um, my point. So these companies are laying people off because the return on investment, the profitability um, for investors is not meeting the mark. It's not meeting the mark and they need it to hit at least the natural rhythm of return on investment. Mindfully, every company knows that whoever invests in their company, um, these investors need to have some type of annual return and they have to claw back overhead expenses in order to meet those goals sometimes and hence we wind up in a situation where we are today where people are waking up and being locked out of their laptops and asked to return property and uh, said thank you Um, and if situation changes you know of course you're welcome to come back you definitely have uh, rehired uh, rehirable um, next to your name um, or you know, thank you um, for your time and your effort, but your services are no longer needed. Um, things to that effect. All in order to get as close to the um, stockholder, shareholder return on investment annually. Okay. Now, obviously, because of inflation, even though inflation is down, you know, it might wind up being like something like seven, you know, seven percent return on investment. But the point is, it still has to be positive and it has to get as close to 10 as possible. And that's what companies and businesses are striving to do. So you ask yourself, well, well, what does that mean? I mean, because, you know, some people are like in total shock. You know, I'm seeing it on social, across social media. Oh my goodness, I got up this morning, I went to log in, and then access denied. Or, oh my goodness, I showed up in the office, and they just took my laptop from me, and had me about face, and leave the premises. Took my badge and left the premises. You know, some people are really taking it back. Others have been through it before. Um, and then some... The, even the people who stay are shook. They, these people are shook. That, oh, wait a minute. Susie, who sat in the cubicle across from me, is no longer going to be here. What did she do? Susie and I do the same work. What did she do? And how could I avoid doing, you know, getting myself into that predicament and doing whatever Susie did? But it's not necessarily um, that cut and dry. It's kind of kind of an odd formula so of course the people who stay are the people who are needed 
people are the most productive and um, needed to keep uh, certain sectors of of a department or a business going, operating per usual, with no hiccups, seamless, just business as usual. You know, those are the people who definitely um, stay. Those are the people who, who the management team decides they will stay. But the goal list is what people don't seem to understand. Who, who gets on the goal list? Who, who gets chosen to be in that um, walk them out the door, box them up, get rid of them uh, number? And this, this is a group of people that most of them are in shock. Some of them, you know, they're passive about it, but others are just in shock. Well, first and foremost, sometimes a lot of businesses have duplications. Like every single part of the business. Like, you know, it'll be one business. Like a shoemaker. A shoemaker who makes shoes. Okay. Well, then you have the manufacturing part of the shoemaker, uh, the people who are actually on the assembly line putting the shoes together. Then you have the sources of material for the shoemaker, and those are the people who um, negotiate the prices for the materials to make the shoes. And then you have the sales department for the shoemaker who actually go out there and try and sell contracts to stores who carry the shoes. And then you have the marketing department of the shoemaker who um, gets the word out to the general public with all the advertising budgets and what have you so that the shoes can develop a following and people will want to go to these stores and buy these particular shoes. Okay, so each of those departments that I just mentioned has a team. And each of said team has accounts payable, money going out, accounts receivable, money coming in, payroll for that particular group, a payroll analyst for that particular group. They have uh, designated, depending upon how big it is, let's say this is a large shoemaker. Um, you know, a payroll group for that particular group of people. And so on and so forth. Well, at the end of the year, this this shoemaker has has sold over um a million dollars in product. Products and the the stockholders need to see 10% of that as return on investment. So they have to make a profit. The profit, they get their 10% return on, on their investment for this particular shoemaker. But the shoemaker has either made little profit. They haven't made um, the million dollars. They only made 750000 or they only made half a million for whatever reason. Whatever reason, whatever um, is going on in the economy or what have you, they just didn't hit the mark of their projections to these um, shareholders. So they got to make up the difference somehow. So how do they make up the difference? They cut the overhead. 
So if the sourcing department has their own um, checks and balances and the warehouse department has their own checks and balances and the marketing department has their own checks and balances, balances and so on and so forth. Well, these are teams that are duplicated across every sector of the shoemaker's business. And with that being said, the shoemaker decides, okay, you know what? We just have too many. We have too many accounts payable, too many accounts receivable, too many sets of HR for each individual section of this shoemaker business, too many production coordinators, too many high-level managers who are not contributing to the bottom line. So, of course, after thorough analysis, you know, the company recognizes that, you know what, either we can combine and condense or we can just cut, you know, cut, do it on a shoestring budget, and then later on down the road in the year, we can um, fill some of those roles at lower levels. So instead of a senior accounts payable uh, clerk, we can just hire an entry-level um, accounts payable assistant. You know, So they're cutting the fat. That's how they cut the fat. They reduce, they combine and condense, or they operate on a shoestring budget until they can actually um, enhance the staff again, but they're enhancing the staff at lower levels, at lower levels. They're going to get someone to do it for less. But of course, that would be down the road. But right now, they're just trying to make their story look good for the shareholders to make sure that the RRI is as close to what's um, expected as possible so they cut the fat. And that's how they cut the fat. They just reduce the overhead. And the overhead are the people who are operating in each sector. So anywhere where there might be duplicates, they, you know, instead of three, you know, they'll do they'll do with two. Instead of um, two, they'll do with one. They'll just cut it all the way down, make it as lean as possible um, so that they can hit that return on investment for shareholders. So one way they reduce their overhead is to cut the fat. It's considered the fat. The second way that they, um, or second bucket, I should say, that they use to uh, eliminate positions is the staff who's that's non-productive you know there are quite a few people who show up and punch a clock just to be able to say I'm here they are not going out of their way to add value they want to know I need to do A, B, and C in order to get a check these people do A, B, and C and they don't necessarily do it in a timely fashion they just show up to, to collect their check that is their objective in life just to get by and yeah for a time a company might need you to move widget A to widget B because they don't have no other other way to get widget A to move to, to widget B and they'll go along with it for as long as they need to and then when they realize it's you know we're not moving those widgets fast enough 
Why do we have this person? This person's not even moving the widgets fast enough. When the, that realization kicks in, then it's like, what, why, why, why do we have five people and five different departments doing that, and they're really doing it lack in a lackluster fashion, and it's not even um, really going to matter um, for our productivity because they're not doing it fast enough anyway. So, so those individuals, they get a pink slip. You know, they go into a bucket. They go into a layoff bucket. So we have the cut the fat, which is all the duplication, shrink, you know, shrink the operation down. That's one. And now the non-productive staff member. Okay? So that's two. So there, that's two. Bucket two. And, you know, I think the most interesting of buckets that um, gets presented um, to the head honchos when they're trying to do um, a reduction in force which that's what it's called these layoffs are called a reduction in force and force is workforce headcount staff the third bucket is the disengaged staff member now these are the, these are the people who do the task they enjoy the most Whatever aspect of their job that they love the most, they are going to be full throttle in that aspect, that task, those those task lists that they're doing because they enjoy it. It brings them joy. It brings them gratification. And they can puff out their chest and be like, yeah, this, this was me. However, anything that they don't like about the job, you know, they do it half-assed. And they're always apologizing for like, oh, did I mess that up? Oh, okay, I'll do better. But the same infractions keep occurring because they don't like that aspect of their role. And, you know, how many times a person can, t how many times can a person tell you they're not going to do something without telling you? Keep messing it up. And that's what they do. And sometimes that causes uh, time and sometimes that causes money um, but yet because the one the things that they do enjoy they they do them stellar and you need those things in your business you know you just keep saying oh you get frustrated but you're like okay eventually they'll get back on track or I don't know what's happening with Susie Susie seems like she's fallen off and I don't know why because Susie doesn't really want to be there anymore. Yeah, she likes certain things, but she's not going to give up, you know, again, she's not going to give up her paycheck because there are certain things that she really loves doing um, and producing um, and being productive in the company. But there are so many other things on her plate that are just not appetizing. And so... She picks over it or she just leaves it. There's no enthusiasm. And the thing about it is because they don't have a passion for the other task, things get skipped. If they don't understand exactly what's expected, they don't even ask questions because they're not interested in participating in that portion of the role anyway. And 
when it's time to say, hey, I, I, you know, I have some bad news. We're going to have to let you go. The individual is very indifferent about exiting the company because they're, they're not sure that they wanted to be there in the first place. Yeah, they, they were already one foot out the door because it's like, oh, you, you keep asking me to do stuff that doesn't excite me. It's not sexy. It doesn't seem like it's important. It's mundane. But yet you assign it to me. And you know, you, you already know deep down, I don't really care to do it. But you keep assigning me these tasks. So they're perfectly cool with the pink slip. A lot of people have got to get behind the idea that this is not personal. You know, it's just about a company making sure shareholders obtain their return on investment. Period. Dot. Just three buckets. Three buckets of who goes. You got to cut the fat. Get rid of the non-productive people that you've probably been wanting to get rid of anyway. And um, release the disengaged people. People who do what they need to do to a point, but really don't want to be there. And they really can't just walk away. So you have to give them that little push, no pun intended, um, to go find what they really want to do with themselves. But the most critical thing for any company is out of the three buckets that are leaving, cutting the fat, the non-productive, and disengaged, you have to figure out a way to then nurture and build back the confidence in the people who stay, the people who are needed. Because after a while, the people who are needed are going to jump ship because they can't sit around and wait for this to happen to them. And now that is what um, companies are going to find hard to manage because there are going to be quite a few people who jump ship because they just can't sit around um, and wait to be the next one on the list. And I've been saying this for like 10 years, well, more than 10 years. Okay, let's just be honest, like 25 years I've been saying this. They only like you until they don't like you anymore. Okay? Companies only like you until they don't like you anymore. When you no longer serve a need or a purpose, then they can get rid of you. And it's not personal. It is not personal. It's just to make sure that they're profitable and they can give their shareholders a return on investment and they can continue to develop new products and what have you um, to grow. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's unfortunate that it has to upset your livelihood in the process. But this is the world that we live in. And this um, shedding or shrinking of overhead expenses, meaning people, headcount, will continue throughout at least first quarter of 2024. So I'm just lending um, my perspective so that some people can understand. Because I see a lot of people, they're in tears. Because they're like, how could this have happened to me? 
They're in tears because some people have jumped from one job that they thought it was a toxic environment or they I thought going to this next company was uh, good for growth. And then the company was like, you know, yeah, you came, but on second thought, we don't need you. Or on second thought, you know, we're going to eliminate that, that role. What do you do? What do you do? It's a bitter pill. And that, my friends, are the buckets for layoffs. It's inevitable in every company, large or small, and that's how they choose. Choose what they need to function. They get rid of all the duplicates, cut the fat. They get rid of the non-productive staff, the people that they want to let go for months, who are probably on um, performance um, plans, performance improvement plans, PIP. That's what it's called, PIP. Performance improvement plans are about to be on a performance improvement plan. And then the last bucket is the disengage. People who only like a certain aspect of their role, but not the other aspects. So they actually ignore the task and duties that goes with the other part of the, of the role. They just do the fun stuff. The stuff that's exciting and invigorates, um, invigorates them. And those are the buckets. But the hardest bucket of all, again, is the need bucket. Because, again, they have to nurture the people who are in shell shock who stay because they are shook like they are in fear they are operating um, from a place of okay I gotta get this done I gotta let them see that I'm getting this done and it's I'm getting it right and yeah, 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 yeah. Until they can't function. And then once they get to the point where they can't function in that environment because it's just too nerve-wracking, the adjustment is, is just too hard for them, then they jump ship. And it's usually your best talent jumping ship. It's not the mediocre folks. It's not the people who, okay, you do what you need to do, you're not the greatest, you're not the worst, but, you know, I need you right in this rhythm. It's not those folks. It's always the cream of the crop that are like, let me get out of here. Because these buckets for layoffs are not something I want to be a part of. I do not want somebody walking up to my desk in the next 60 days, even though most companies will tell you when it's over. They'll say, hey, that's it. We're not cutting anymore. We're moving forward. Now we're going back to business as usual. Now we're going into whatever the next process that we normally do per year. Um, then they'll even like, oh, you know, because of all your hard work, we really do appreciate you. We really want you here. They want to buy you lunch. 
they want to do all these things um, and try and make it seem like all that ugliness didn't happen. But for some people, they can't. They can't let it go. They can't. They're too shook because they work well with Susie or Bob or Joe or Carolyn. They work well with them. And now they're not there. Now they got to look at an empty cubicle or not see their little square on the Zoom meeting. And it's hard for them to function. But these are the bucket lists for layoffs. It's the it's it's buckets of, of, of layoffs. It's the buckets for the layoffs. If you fit in one of those buckets, you know, there you have it. That's the explanation of why it's happening and how they um, come to these conclusions. And it sucks. But it's business. Thank you for taking the time to join me for Thoughts in the Car. We would love it if you'd supported the show. Any listenership support would be welcome and much appreciated. Click on the listener support button. Give us applause. Send us a message with your point of view. Please take the time to leave your comments as I do read them and will respond. You may even hear me give you a shout out in my next show. Please tell your friends and pass along your favorite episodes as you can find Thoughts in the Car on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. You can follow me on Twitter at jyhoward1066. Let's connect on social media. Check out my blog, Janice's Take on It. I hope that you come along for the ride. For thoughts in the car.